the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a lot of words to describe the Holy Spirit. The Comforter is the one we'll look at next. Join us. Of all the descriptions that give us a view of the Holy Spirit, none come close to that of the Comforter. And in fact, Jesus spends an exorbitant amount of time talking about that very element of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. So who is the Holy Spirit as Comforter? Well, that's the subject of our time today here in John chapter 14 and 16. Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing the ministry of The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us, won't you, as we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, for today's broadcast. John chapter 14, verse 15. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper or comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. He says in verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Look at verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. One of the things that happens for us is oftentimes we... We minimize this aspect of the Lord's ministry in our life. God has sent forth his Holy Spirit to be our helper, our paraclete, our comforter. And so when we're going through tough times, when we have moments, and every person in this room, you're going to have moments. Life is full of those moments where you need divine intervention. You need help in that particular moment to, to make it through the circumstance. And it's good to know that, that God has not left us as orphans, that he sent forth his spirit. And part of his mandate in your life is to be a helper or a comforter. He is to walk alongside you and see you through into your purpose and destiny. And so for all of us, we have to understand that not only is he there, but the scripture is clear here that he's always there, that he will abide with us, he says, forever. And so this is something that we have to learn to be assured of, that the Holy Spirit is in your life. He is resident within your life. And he's there when, when people walk out on you. He's, his mission is to be there. His mandate is to be there when people walk out on you. His mandate is to be there when things happen. His, 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 his mandate is to be there when you don't understand. It's good to know that he is there and that he will always be there. The problem that we have as human beings is, is that we don't cultivate an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. We don't get to know Him. 
In some cases, we don't give access to him in our lives to do what he's called to do in our lives. Not only that, but sometimes we look more to man than we do to him. And he's the only one that knows the depths of what's going on in your situation, in your personal life. He's the one that has it. He has it all figured out. We don't. People don't. But he's there to help us through it. Now, it doesn't mean that he always discloses everything we need to know about, you know, everything. But it does. But it is good to know that I don't have to know everything. I just have to know that, Holy Spirit, you're there. That you're there. No matter what happens, that you're here with me. And in the midst of this, you're here to supply me help. You're here to supply me comfort. And sometimes, saints, comfort isn't a matter of someone's words. It's just a matter of their presence. When you know that the Lord is there, it's, it, 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 it should bring that sense of, of, of healing in our lives. And oftentimes, we're looking for a word. We're looking for something. We're looking for, but just knowing that God is there, we have to learn that this can be more powerful than any word spoken by any, any man. Just to know that, God, you're there with me. And I, and I know that your presence is here with me. He says, that he may abide with you forever. And then he says here in verse 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, but it, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, this is powerful because the thing that the Holy Spirit is going to do, we know that he is the spirit of truth. And you're going to see here as we go down, but part of his mandate also is to reveal the truth to you. During traumatic times, during moments in your life when you're going through stuff, this is when the devil attacks you the hardest. Trauma. Trauma is the gateway. Traumatic experience are a gateway for the devil to release lies and deception against you. And all of us have to see this. Whether there's a loss of a child whether it is, uh, you know, a sickness, whether it is a death over here or whatever happens. Saints, we have to realize that it's the Holy Spirit's job to help us to arrive at that place of truth. We don't want, we don't want deception. The devil will try to tell you what you want to hear in that moment. But our heart has to be so in love with the truth that what we want more than anything else is just the truth. Even though it may hurt. But the bottom line is this, his job is to, the Holy Spirit's job is to dispel the lies of the devil. The devil will tell you that God doesn't care. Where was God at? How could this happen? And this is one of the major, major uh, themes of the atheist, of atheists. You know, if, if God is so good, then why do bad things happen? And the thing that amazes me is we have a tendency to play the blame game in life in general. But we really play the blame game with God a lot. And God doesn't need me to defend him. He's God. But there are times when it just, it just ruffles my feathers when I see somebody blame God for something that they're doing. If God is, then why, you know, why are, why are people, you know, the Bible says that men are inventors of evil things. God didn't make that. You made that. Then you took that thing that you made and you blew that person up. That wasn't God's fault. God 
gives man a free will. And we have decisions to make. And sometimes people make good decisions. Sometimes people make bad decisions. But the bottom line is we have to get to a place where we allow the Holy Spirit to bring us to that place of truth. And that is we, 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 we learn that during those moments that we listen to God instead of listening to our emotions, instead of listening just to people, we start listening to the Holy Spirit so that He can comfort us and get us to a place where we really do arrive at a place called truth. And for us, this is important because this is part of His mandate and mission in our lives. We have to embrace that aspect of it. The dead God doesn't care about you. See, look, and you go through this Bible and you see situation after situation after situation where life happens and the devil constantly is trying to call into questions God's character. Do not let the devil rob you of God's purpose in your life because you listen to his lies instead of listening to the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen, y'all? Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you the comfort that you need to make it to the place that he's trying to take you. He says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. He says, I will come to you. And this is the beautiful thing about the Lord. The Lord isn't just sitting on high waiting for us to get to him. The Lord is with us daily. Through the power of his spirit, the Lord is constantly, constantly drawing near to us and wanting more of his influence in our lives. The key is we have to learn to give up to him more and more and more and learn to discern his voice and not just the voice of man, not just the voice of the culture. But Lord, I want to know your voice. I want to draw near to you. You promised in your word that you would not leave me as orphan, as an orphan, that you would come to me. And God has come to us. He sent his spirit to be with us forever and to dwell within us. So there might be a knowing of God's voice. But this relationship with the spirit of God, like I said earlier, has to be cultivated. And especially cultivated because there are going to be moments that are tough to deal with. But our faith should never waver because of the fact that we know him and we know his, his character. Can I have an amen, y'all? Skip down to verse 25. Look what he says here. He says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Now watch this. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. All things that I said to you. You know, one of the things that the devil, the Bible talks about, it talks about a spirit of slumber. You know, there's a, actually a demon whose job is to make you, to, to make you, and, and I'm going to say this right, to, to, to cause you to get into a fog concerning God. A spirit of stupor. He wants us to get into that place where our walk with God, our eyes have become dim. We can't really see, and, and we can't, our vision, I like what we were singing today, our vision is cloudy, and, we, and we're just kind of getting sleepy, and we're, and we're just kind of walking through life, and we're just, we're there, but we're not there. And we come to church, but we're not there. 
The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things come in and choke out what God's trying to do. And now we're, we're, we're existing, but we're not thriving. And, and, we, and we love God, and we, we say we love God, and we say we love church life, and we, and we like the fellowship aspect of it, but we're, we're not, our eyes aren't open. We're not alert. We're not sober. We're not vigilant. We're not diligent. We're not on point. We're not, we're not holding our post. We're not at attention. A spirit of stupor, a spirit of slumber has got on us, and now we're just kind of making it through. The thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do, I love this. He says in verse 26, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, all things that I have said to you. One of the things we have to do is get this spirit of stupor and slumber off us so that now, as God begins to remind us of the things that he's already said, they begin to have the impact that he's looking for them to have in our lives. There's no way that we can tap into what God has said If we're constantly in this place of stupor before God and slumber before God, you know, you know how it is when you try to, you try to read your Bible late at night, you get through them first two verses good. And then the words start looking blurry and, and then you just, Lord, talk to me in my dreams. (laughs) What I'm saying, (laughs) what I'm saying is, is this. We don't want to live our lives like that. We want to be so that when the Lord brings to remembrance the things that, when the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the things that the Lord has said, we're able to retain them. We're able to put them into practice. We're able to be in a position where now we can execute on what God has said. And this is what the devil wants to do. He wants to get you sleepy in your walk with Christ. He wants to get you weary, weary in your walk with Christ. He wants to get us to a place where we just, you know, we're just kind of going through the motions in our walk with Christ. There's no passion. There's no strength. There's no position where we're constantly, God constantly has access to us to remind us of the truth. To remind us of the things that are going through. And during our moments of trauma, we need to be reminded. This is the thing that I say, saints, hear me. Stop looking for God to give you a fresh word. Go back to the words that he already spoke to you and rest in those words. Can I have an amen? Everybody's traveling around the world trying to get a new prophecy, trying to get a new revelation, trying to get a new this, a new that, a new this. And that's how people are. I need a new house. I need a new car. I need a new dress. I need a new. But what about what God already gave you? Do you appreciate what he already said? Look what he said here. He would bring all things to your remembrance. He said it to you once. Now he's going to bring it to you again. The same thing so you can find comfort in that. But people are always looking for something new. During your time of trauma, during your time or situation where you may be going through, remind yourself of what Jesus said. And allow the Holy Spirit to remind you. If you get into a place where you feel like you're in a fog or cloudy or stupor or slumber, Come out of it by going to the Holy Spirit and and reminding him that, Lord, this is your ministry to me. Remind me. Bring it to my remembrance. Help me to get back to that place that I was in. Help me to be strengthened in my mind and in my heart. Say it again, Lord. And keep saying what you have said until something breaks in me. Until something breaks off of me. 
until I come out of this. Can I have an amen? Sometimes you got to take the word and use it as a thrashing tool to break down barriers, to break down, you know, depression and discouragement and doubt and worry and free fear. You have to use it as a weapon to break down the walls that the enemy is trying to erect around our minds and these these He's trying to erect lies, of fortresses of lies. The Word of God is a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. We want to use it as an instrument. And for us, God will bring to our remembrance what He has said. This is what I've said. I want to remind you. And He does it through the influence of the Holy Spirit. Look what He says in verse 27. He says, peace I, live, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me i love this he says my peace he says he says peace i live leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid you know saints this peace is an internal condition of heart that finds rest in god in the midst of the storm it's internal a lot of times people are looking, they confuse peace with happiness. Happiness generally comes and it is aroused when something good happens to us. We get happy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. You know, we, we get all excited. We got a new car. Woohoo! God bless you with this. Yes. But peace is inrot. In fact, peace is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's peace God gives. But he tells us here that there's another peace that is of the world. He said, this isn't the peace I'm giving you. Because for, for people that have worldly peace, it's circumstantial. Something, it's, it's, it's situational. But the peace that God gives is resident. It, it causes us... To be in a position that no matter what happens, there's a silence within our, there's a calmness and a silence within our spirit that causes us to rest. Peace causes you to rest in God, even though you don't understand everything that's going on around you. It causes you to be stable within. It causes all of us in this room, and it's through the Holy Spirit. He causes us to get to a place that no matter how many waves come, that there's a calmness about my spirit. You see, this is, this is what some of the false religions, they, they try to do through meditation. But you can't, you can't get it that way. You can't get that kind of peace. You can't get the kind of peace that God supplies through worldly meditation and through yoga and through all this other stuff. I don't care what positions you tie yourself up in. When you come out, you're going to have problems and you're going to need God to help you to have some peace. I, you can twist yourself into a pretzel. But when you get out, you're going to have problems. And God, it's, what happens is, but God said, my peace I give to you. 
This is different. This isn't worldly stuff. This isn't some false religion. This isn't, you know, people think I'm going to have peace. Just I need to buy me a, some weed. Yeah. Woo, I'm, I'm chilling now. When you come down from your high, you're still going to have your problems, and you're still going to have to deal with life. Can I have an amen? And you're still going to have issues, and you still need God to give you peace. Stay away from that stuff, y'all. Stop thinking that it's the stuff out here. Jesus said, my peace. When I'm going through a storm in life, I want to know that there's a peace that surpasses all understanding that will keep my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus that I don't understand. But I do understand that God will keep me. And he'll keep my mind and my heart. He'll keep me right. But there's a stability that you have. People think you don't care when you don't freak out because that's what they do. Freaking out doesn't mean that you care. It means that you're afraid and distressed and panicking and don't know what to do. But when you know that you know that you know that God is with you and that he has not left you as an orphan, I may go through it, I may cry, I may break down, I may have my moments, but I still got peace. You can cry and have peace in your heart knowing that God, I don't like this, but God, I'm here and you're going to walk me through this and I know I'm going to go to the other side. I know it, God. What happens is, saints, we got to get our minds to a place and our hearts in a position where we allow the Holy Spirit to give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's a rest within. It's a common. When you watch Jesus' ministry, you pick up this Bible and you read the gospel. Jesus, you never saw him just falling out, panicking. Ah, we're going to die. Some people are like that. You know, I, we had a, a kid on our team last year. Me and the coaches were just talking about him. He's a great player. But he was the type of guy, he's the type of guy that if something happened at practice, like if, he hurt, if somebody landed on his leg or something happened, he would act like he died. <laughs> somebody would step on his toe. Oh, my goodness. Ah, my toe. And then he stopped and he said, Oh, okay, all right, I'm ready to go, let's go, come on guys, let's go, good job. Dude, you just died. I'm, trying, I'm looking for the trainer, I'm looking for the ambulance, I'm calling the police. I'm, uh, I'm good coach, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But that's how some people are in their life with God. And they don't stop to, to say, wait a minute, have you even called the Holy Spirit just relax. We call 10 people, and then the thing that we're afraid of happening doesn't even happen. And we, and we look back, and God has to get this out of our spirit and help us to get to a place where his peace begins to settle in our spirits. And we're able to go through the process of trauma, things that go on, realizing that at the... Whatever happens, God's going to walk me through this. And for us, for us as saints, it's imperative that we see that this is the peace that God's trying to give us. It's internal. It's a quiet of soul. It doesn't mean you don't have emotions. Of course you're going to cry. Of course you, 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 you know, you go through your, your mourning. That's natural. But we have to understand the difference between going through our morning, 
going through something that's natural and something that is habitual with us. Any little thing, you don't have to call 10 people. And in those moments, the devil's going to try to tell you, but for us, the spirit of truth is going to cause us to rise at the truth. He's going to bring all things to our remembrance. Saints, we, we have to see that God's going to give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Your mind may not even my, your mind may not even be able to retain everything right now. But in here, there's a settledness. There's a calm. And when you are calm, when you are settled, when you're in a place of a quiet strength, you're able, you're able, now watch this, you're able to perform better under the pressure. You're able to go through it better because now God can access you. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.